Trains, trains, automobiles. John Hughes was involved. Bum, 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 bum. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and crush any lingering hopes you might have had that they were any good. It's that crushing. It's so violent. It's a DJ. It's Damon. It's Hi. Up. Hello. Sup. What did you say? Cutting through the fog of nostalgia. Cutting through the fog of nostalgia. Like so much mustard gas. You know what I love when I tell people about the show and then they start asking and me about it. they start glazing it. over immediately. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, I didn't even ask you anything. Did you know <laughs> uh, Sir, this is the DMV. I just Still, want that on the form somewhere. Seems like you have a lot of time for audio. Uh, um, I tell people about it, and then they're like, oh, well, what stuff have you watched? Mm-hmm. And I start telling them, and then they get really defensive about it. And I'm like, this yeah. is why I wanted to do this show, this is, what we're is that about. your knee-jerk reaction is to immediately start defending these things. But that's actually a good one. Have well, you seen it recently? Is it? We'll find out. Tune in to episode blank to find out. That's what I always say. And then I... Yeah. And then I I fade out my voice, but I stay completely still. I'm still in front of him. <laughs> Tune in next week, 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 week. What show did that? Where the <laughs> announcer would fade out. What are you referencing? <laughs> I was making up a cliche on the spot. A cliche that's never happened. I've confused television with monster truck rallies. That's what it is. And they don't fade out. Sunday. Sunday. They, they still they don't, don't fade they out. They still don't fade out. You're thinking of It's echoes. a completely <laughs> fake cliche. Today we are watching world planes. building. I call it world building. World building. <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're you're basically the Elron Hubbard of I'm this podcast. I'm the fucking Tolkien of this podcast. I went with Elron Hubbard. <laughs> we see where yeah. your allegiances lie. Um, today we're watching Blaine. Bla- <laughs> we're watching Blaine. Nothing ever happens in Blaine. <laughs> we're watching Waiting for Government, which I'm also fine with. Yeah, Surely they mention Thanksgiving at some point. Probably. Um, we're watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. John Candy, Steve Martin, a John Hughes film. A three-part documentary about uh, our expansion <laughs> into the West. Gotta be honest, I would watch that as well. Um, Eisenhower's interstate system. It's gonna be great. Also Narrated by both John Candy and I Steve like Martin. boring things. I'm interested in all those things. Yeah, you just I'd had. probably watch that. So this is a, a Ken film Burns presents that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> I don't remember a ton about this film other than I didn't, I was not a big Steve Martin or John Candy fan growing up. Like I did like Chevy Chase, Steve Martin and John Candy were like huge comedians when I was, you know, when we were like, you know, eight, seven years old. Right. And I remember not liking like anything, any of them. Did. Like actively not liking? Yeah. In the sense that I, I didn't get it, but this is one of those times where I'm actually looking forward to watching this because I think I might have been an idiot in the opposite way in that I didn't like anything because I really didn't get it. Like, I didn't right. get the jokes because I was a kid. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't encountered this because I do like, even as a kid, I liked Steve Martin. Maybe not Steve Martin as much as John Candy, but right. I knew them both and, you know, had no animosity towards them like some. Yeah. Uh, Mortal enemies. <laughs> Sworn enemies. So, uh, I'm surprised this never came into my uh, you know, regular rotation of movies. Well, and it's become recently, and this is just, I think, part of the wave of nostalgia that we were always talking about, it is like it's become a, oh, 
this is one of the few Thanksgiving movies that you can watch. And right. that's why I knew it was at Thanksgiving, just because people say it's a Thanksgiving movie. I don't remember that at all. Right. I, I remember no very little from this 19. So both of us have not watched this movie ever before. I, I've seen it, but I don't remember anything okay. about it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well. So. Is there anything uh, besides uh, the movie, anything about Thanksgiving that uh, you remember from childhood that's like... Thanksgiving always read to me like a neutered Christmas. Like we got the boring part of Christmas. You know, I'm like, where are the presents? Oh, we're just going to eat. That's it. Yeah. All right. We do that every day, but here we are. And we talked about this uh, a couple uh, times ago where I I actually, now that as an adult, I'm like, yeah, this is the best part. Right. There is not the running around to everybody's different. uh, I have to run around to a bunch of different relatives' houses and like all that kind of stuff. And then. You got presents, which, you know... I'm some the, people still get saddled with that at Thanksgiving. I have several people yeah, who have to, true. like... Yeah, yeah, Some people do the smart thing, where um, they'll go to one of their spouse's families. Yeah. One of their spouse's one, families. One of their spouses <laughs> have had had families. Where they'll go to their husband's, you know, uh, family, and then they'll go to yeah. the wife's family on Christmas. Right. Um, but then I know several people who have to do both for both holidays. Yeah. Because no one, here's the thing, DJ, you may like it, but no one wants to be fucking saddled with Thanksgiving. They're like, you're doing both for both of us. I'm I not going to so. be the family you go to for Thanksgiving. And then you go to those jackasses over there for Christmas. And they I definitely the know that one. I am not in the majority when I say that Thanksgiving is my favorite. Like the, there are people who like, I think everybody likes it or to some degree likes it, but like, uh, I, I it's recently become my favorite just because I think of, like of, of just relaxing and, and sitting around and eating, which are many of my favorite things. Right. I do like cooking a lot. So yeah. I do like doing that. And it is a lot more relaxed than, than Christmas. Yeah. Cause there's no, there's all the planning no is business. like within the week. Yeah. Anything you have to plan. Other than buying a turkey, which, which like if you want a certain right. kind of turkey or if you want to like thaw it out if it's frozen or whatever, that does take some, <laughs> some doing. Right. But. but I mean, you still can do that within the week. Yeah, right. You don't have to like be like shopping for the best. Well, I'm sure some jackass does, but you don't have to be shopping for days and months ahead of time for a turkey. And then my favorite Thanksgiving tradition is the self-righteousness of knowing that I'm not going shopping in the morning. <laughs> And you can just... And then not only just not going shopping, but judging. Sure. Angrily judging anyone who is going shopping <laughs> on, on Friday or Thursday. And just tisk, tisk, tisking, clicking your tongue. Oh, no. People... It's like, I, I have given up tisk, tisking long ago. <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? I am like violently yelling at the TV when they're like, people are lighted up around the block outside a media play. Media play? Media play? <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. Deep cut. Uh, <laughs> wow. People are lining up around the block outside of a, I don't know, what do people Barnes want? Barnes and Dicks? Noble? Sporting Goods? Media no Play one is, going is to where Barnes I got my last Collective Soul CD, I think. Media Play is once uh, where I stood at the H's for an hour debating whether to pick up a Hanson CD because I knew it was tantamount to coming out of the closet. <laughs> and? I bought that damn CD. <laughs> Mbop, indeed. <laughs> That's what they were referring to. Mbop is the sound mm. of a closet door being shattered. <laughs> just bro- You still can use the closet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just you have to put like a sheet up yeah. in front of it right. if you want a divider. 
Or you can like, you know, have an open closet plan like Martha would have and just, you know, paint the shelves white and have Ugh. like the walls be a sage green. You gotta keep everything so neat and yeah, tidy. Yeah, you do have to keep it neat and tidy. I yeah. don't like that. Then you're a sheet person. You're gonna want to put that yeah. sheet up. I'm a Or door. beads, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe put the beads. I'm definitely a beads yeah, person. Yeah, beads. Because <laughs> what you need in your closet is more noise. Yeah. And um, like getting tangled in something like Guy <laughs> Smiley on the fucking Muppet Show. <laughs> Also known as Mitt Romney. Okay, we're going to watch Planes, Well, I think trains, we've covered that movie pretty well. And automobiles. Uh, and we're going to come back in a little bit. And, oh, right. uh, yeah, we're going to eat a traditional Thanksgiving pizza while we watch it. And, and I'm going to uh, drink some wine. And uh, Damon will be drunk, Damon, when we come back. Yay! <laughs> Commission? Yeah, commission. Commished. The show. Oh, the commission. Michael Chiklis. They sang. Oh my God, that was Michael Chiklis. <laughs> totally. I didn't realize. Michael Chiklis. Did not make that connection. And they sang, I think they sang High Hopes at the beginning of Because he's got High Hopes. Is that the he's theme? Got- just like for planes, trains, and automobiles, the theme is. On the, on the, on the Red River Valley. Valley. Ma, 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 ma. As I said while we were watching the movie, that is my dad's. Here's here's the thing. You know restless leg syndrome. Sure. My dad has restless whistling syndrome. Yeah. So if he's just like, you know, pour, pouring himself a drink or walking to another room, he's whistling and. Eight times out of ten, it's, it's fucking Red River Valley. I'm like, God damn it, Harry Zanthopoulos, you have to stop. Is that because he's just a happy-go-lucky guy? You know, if if I were, if if God came down today, today. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, name one person in your life who's happy-go-lucky. I would probably say Harry Zanthopoulos. Yeah. There's people... I, I feel like I make a fair amount of noises, so I'm probably one of these people, and I just it doesn't get on my nerves because I'm me, but there are those people that just like cannot not make noise. <laughs> uh-huh. Are we thinking of the John Candies, the Del Griffiths of yeah, our lives? Like, this movie like made me frustrated because... I know those people, and they're just like, you're like sitting in a car, and there's like music playing, and they'll be like humming something else. <laughs> my dad will like, sing along. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> just to keep the theme, my dad will sing along to songs he's never heard in his life. <laughs> so you're listening. Like to Rihanna s- could come in and go, I want you to hear a cut of my new track, and my dad will start singing along <laughs> he'll try to just sort of like just catch words as they come <laughs> yeah i love you although yeah. i will say it's more of a uh, a bit than a constant thing but i do have a friend that will do um like immediate freestyle it's kind of like the thing they do on snl where like so one of you will like pretend and just make up a stupid rap and he'll like try to say it at the same time as you <laughs> and it's uh-huh. really funny anyway <laughs> it's really 
<sighs> it's really funny. That, that guy's really this guy's really funny. Welcome back. We watched and we are we back. We watched planes, trains, and automobiles. And I can confirm that all three modes of transportation were 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 used. I kept a, an actual tally. We have how many now, planes? Now I categorize them. Uh, not just by planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, I, you did I, I subcategories. More, yeah, I did subcategories. So we had, because we had one attempted taxi. Okay, yeah, that doesn't count. Well, John Candy was in that taxi. So is it only Steve Martin oh, that gets to count Oh, I see it? what you mean. But I would say that, I would argue, here's what I would argue, that Steve Martin is in almost every scene of this he movie. He is the protagonist yeah. of the movie. We, we never see him. John Candy without... Steve Martin, but we do see Steve Martin without John Candy. That's true. We do follow him. So, so I would, I would classify that as an attempted. Yes, yeah, so we got one attempted. We have three buses. Okay. We have one planes. <laughs> right. Hardly planes, John yeah, Hughes. More like plane, plane train. We do have two trains if we count the the um, the L train that they take. Oh at the yeah, end. I will. I will. I'll count it. And Elevated they, train. We don't see it, but they probably took it again. So there's probably three trains. We don't see them right, take it at yeah. the end. Um, there's one. I put one actual taxi, but I think there was actually two. No, there was one. Um, one truck with the you know, and then there was oh one yeah, semi truck. Yeah. Oh, well, there was a semi truck, but then there was the back of Owen's truck. We'll get to that. Oh, in a minute. Owen, yeah. And then a rental car. So automobiles. I guess we, a semi would be an automobile. So one, two. Yeah. I mean, if we're counting Three, buses four. and yeah, semis too. So seven automobiles definitely fell within the rubric. There got yeah. that you earned that S on yeah, automobiles. That is legitimately you did pluralized. Not earn that S on plane. Yeah, plane, plane trains. trains. Oh yeah, trains. Yeah, and automobiles. Yeah, I'll say the trains. So it, just send that off to the uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts yeah. and Sciences. Get that updated. We're going to get that fixed. And Take then, that uh, Oscar from John Candy's corpse that he was buried with. <laughs> Take it from Steve Martin that he was also buried with, oddly wait, enough. Did they get Oscars? For He's this? a mummy. <laughs> okay. Wait. He and he wakes up every full moon, as mummies do, yeah. with his Oscar now, that is cursed. And the virgin blood goes where? Into his hair. Okay. That's why it's white. Sure. Okay. Um, so... Shall we recap? Sure. I like that that attitude was like, we're going to cut that from the final. <laughs> that's not going to be. Go ahead and say whatever you want. Don't tell your friends that you said that, because that's not going to be in the final cut. There's a straight-laced ad executive, yeah. Steve Martin's character named Neil Page. Um, we begin when he's uh, in a really pretty funny <laughs> m- meeting. Uh-huh. Um just kind of like their client, who's this kind of uh, big wig off. There's a big giant uh, conference table in their office, and he. And they're in New York. We should. They're in New York. Yeah, they're in New York. He's trying to get from New York City, not just up, yeah. upstate New York. No, he's not no. in Rochester. He's not in Albany. I'll tell you that much. Um, so he is desperately trying to get from New York City back to his home in Chicago. We assume he's on a business trip. John Hughes legally required to set movies in Chicago. Although this was barely set. True. <laughs> Um, but you want to get back there. Yeah. It's like the golden cities, the emerald city of this movie. Yeah. So Neil Page <laughs> is doing what now? Um, he's an ad executive, and he's trying to get from New York City to his home in Chicago. Um, it's, the, it's it's rush hour. He's trying to catch it's a six, Tuesday, right? It starts on Tuesday? Tuesday. Is that right? Yeah. So he's trying to get home for Thanksgiving. I was right about that. 
Um, you were right. I was. I did make a joke though when it said two days before Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I said, "What if it said Christmas and we had to redo this? Whole <laughs> we have to do thing. the whole thing. We have to save this episode for later." He's the it's, the, it's rush the, hour because right. it's it's uh, he's trying to catch a six p.m. flight and he goes down and, and of course his buddy is like, "You're you're never gonna get there on his time." His buddy, aka Ferris Bueller Senior, Ferris Bueller's dad. Um, a lot of a lot cameos. of John Hughes um, favorites, regulars, yeah. Um, and so he goes down and kind of stands in a line at the taxi stand trying to catch a taxi. And at one point, he makes uh, laser eyes with Kevin Bacon across the way. Right. And, and they, that must have been before Kevin Bacon was a real thing. Yeah. Because was, they don't really call attention to the fact that, hey, it's Kevin Bacon. I don't think he even has a line, really. No, he doesn't. And, and maybe and, aside from laughing when he finally gets the they taxi both spoiler. they both see they both see an open taxi and they run for it and actually there's a pretty funny moment where they're like uh the camera's like right in front of steve martin he's like running at the camera and he's like running but he's not really running he's, <laughs> he's just kind of waving he's his arms in a very steve martin way <laughs> it's pretty just funny. like i'm running for the sake of running stupidly yeah and then uh so blah 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 uh kevin bacon steals the cab and kind of doffs his cap and runs away and then uh steve martin gets back and he's hailing a cab and he the cab goes right past him and goes to this other guy who... Right. Uh, Richie McFutterson. Yeah, and he won't just give him the, the cab, and so he... He, he tries to him, buy it off of them. He pays $75 for him to just let him have this cab, and then in the mean, meantime, someone loads up the cab and drives away. And uh, it turns out, as he chases the cab down, because he's so pissed off, it turns out to be John Candy opens the door, and John Candy's character, who we'll meet later, kind of just gives him a befuddled, what are you doing, look? Oh. Um, so he drives away. Eventually, uh, um, Neil Page, this Steve Martin's character, takes a bus to the airport like a <laughs> plebeian <laughs> bus. Well, but you it was said like, it very pointedly. Well, there's a lot of things, and it's just kind of like seen through the lens of of Steve Martin's characters, like just you know bothered by everything kind of vibe where it's like yeah yeah just take a bus that's okay you're in new york like you know right uh, that's true i mean uh, new york is a cesspool you can't be that concerned about germs when yeah you're there. just get there when you get there so um he takes a bus to the airport and uh the flight is delayed um because of there's well we don't know about the weather in chicago yet but um the flight is delayed and so right. he's like oh he called his wife and said he'd be home by nine, and now he's like, oh, it'll be more like ten. And then he sits down, and who's across? His wife, played by an actress, 14 years his junior. Yes. I called it. You did. You did, Ish. yeah. Well, I did go over. I didn't fo- even follow about the Price is Right rules. But if we go outside the Price is Right rules, I called it. I said <laughs> 15, she's 14 years his junior. I said, I don't think it's that far apart because... She didn't look that young, but then you reminded me of the rule of of the eighties. You've got to remove ten years. Take 10 Everyone years looks off. ten years older than they because should. they got the curly hair right. and they've the mom curly, jeans. And they've got yeah, they've got a skirt that starts <laughs> their tits. They've got like a big silky blouse. It's a good. You rule can't of thumb. see where their body is in all their clothes. Plus, Steve Martin always looks like fifteen years older than he actually is. Exactly, in it's a tough one. This Except is for like now. He looks he looks about right now. This is advanced but. sexism. Like, is yes. this sexist? And you're like. Uh, Yes. yes. <laughs> was like, I? Yep, yeah, it still was. I wasn't Don't sure, worry. but you were right. Yeah. Um, so plus, I mean, you said she was 28, right? Sorry to keep yeah. derailing this. And the kids are how old? I would say one's at least eight, right? Yeah, they're like. So she had that kid when she was 20. Yeah, with Steve Martin, who would have been 35. Who would have been 80? Yeah. At the time. <laughs> 
Yeah. Just well, saying. Keep going. Put now, a pin in that because I'll return to it probably. Are you doubting the virility of his semen? Is that what you're of his sperm? No, or? no, 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 no. Okay. I have no doubt that that is literally Steve Martin's kid. I'm not even talking about the character <laughs> anymore. I'm talking about the child actress. Uh, I don't recognize the child actress. I don't know if she went on to do anything else, but the middle child is a Lawrence. He is. Matthew, Matthew Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. I would venture, as my friend Jeff Wright would agree with me, the hottest of the Lawrences. Oh, so you'd call Joey... Fuck La- off, Joey! You would call Joey Lawrence the lesser. Well, uh, there's a third Lawrence, so he's the lesser. Taylor? Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but I think uh, it's a sports thing. If you knew who Lawrence Taylor was, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Studio audience, thank you for backing me up on that. You're great, DJ. Okay, so he sits down in the airport uh, to kind of weather the delay, and who is right across from him? Reading the Canadian Mounted. Yes, he's just full-on reading uh, pornographic, pornographic novels. Novel. Uh, it's John Candy's character, who we meet, and his name is Dale Griffith. Mm. Who sounds um, like an old-timey um, movie director. Actually, he just sounds like D.W. Griffith, actually, now that I really think about it. <laughs> Old-time racist movie director, D.W. Griffith. Duck. Darkwing Duck Griffith. Um, (laughs) I am the terror that flaps in the night. We learn that, we learn that, uh, John Candy's character, Del Griffith is a, uh, shower ring salesman. He sells shower curtain rings, um, which is a pretty funny, uh, niche, uh, thing to do. And, uh, they sit, they sit next to each other. Uh, Steve Martin's character gets bumped from first class. He's very upset about that. Very persnickety. Um, but he ends up sitting next to Del Griffith. Because, of course, he does. And, um, and next to the oldest man in the universe. Yeah, who's he's been a, old. He's a character actor who is, he has been in Seinfeld, I know for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, you would recognize him if you saw him, but he's been old apparently since, what year did we, this come out? Nin, uh, 1987. 1989? 87? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, they're flying, and John Kerry's very annoying. Uh, takes off his shoes. Oh, the shoes! Now, by the end of this movie, you're supposed to feel like a a lot of sympathy for this character. And I got to be honest, if it hadn't been for the feet things, I might. I might have. It's not just that he takes off his shoes. He then takes off his sock and then starts twirling it to air it out. I'm I'm seriously, there's like food coming up. I'm so not into that. Um, My heart stopped for like six seconds. I was literally dead in eight states. That was, uh, we have another scene later where uh, Lauren almost lost it, and this was mine. (laughs) (laughs) um, Me and DJ aren't fans of feet. Not a big fan of the foot. Um, (gasps) I know they all exist. It's not a a phobia. You're just in a sweat bag all day. Why do you think we want to be a party to that? (laughs) Yeah, but that's also the point of this. He's supposed to be disgusting in this scenario. So, right. Um, so not having a great time. The flight does not land in Chicago. Correct. It gets rerouted to Wichita because there's a big storm in Kansas, Chicago. Capital of Kansas. And the flight back to Chicago is canceled. It's not the capital of Kansas. So now uh, Candy and Steve have to share a hotel room. Candy um, and Martin. Um, <laughs> um, they have to share a hotel room now. Candy. Um, we're, we sort of learn throughout the film as he's made a lot of friends through his showering business. Right. So he knows the, the traveling at the hotel, right? Because yeah. he sold now, him rings. In the meantime, while they're charging the cards, both Steve Martin and John Candy have Diners Club cards. Yeah. 
and they get mixed up because they look exactly the same during the process of charging the room. John Candy and Steve Martin have to share a room. Yeah. And uh, Steve Martin takes a shower. Yeah, just and uh, Dell is just really disgusting. He uh, he's not really disgusting, but he's like he's just disgusting enough. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not like he's he's not, not like throwing to look feces, at him to but, look at him. He isn't disgusting, but he has like disgusting. Hats. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he he is being disgusting. It's in not the hotel like nothing but and, trouble, Dan Aykroyd. No, he's not like taking pieces of his face. I'm off glad like that. you recognize that. Too. <laughs> um, so yeah. When he's in the shower, when Steve Martin's in the shower, uh, Dell like somehow get like comes in there and like he leaves, must have like, come in and washes used, his socks and uses all the towels. Uses all the towels, and so Steve, we get a funny scene of Steve Martin trying to dry himself with a washcloth, like a dry washcloth, <laughs> like a face, like a face cloth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, eventually, they uh, try to go to sleep, and you hear um, uh, Neil complain about. <laughs> uh, Dell left like a beer on the bed and then turned on the vibrating bed. <laughs> the so magic there's beer fingers. like all over his right. side. Um, and so he complains about it, but whatever. He wants to just go to sleep. And then uh, Dell starts clearing his sinuses, doing a, making a lot of noises. He like first he tries to read a book and then like bright, tries to read a book with a lighter. Yeah. And um, then he starts clearing his sinuses and yeah. his throat. Which causes Steve Martin to get up and have like a hissy fit. Yeah, they li- I don't want to say hissy it. fit because that makes it seem like it's founded. It's in nothing. pretty legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he does like get really personal and and he keeps going yeah. past the point where what do you you know what he should have said is like uh, you're being really annoying and you know stop there. Right. But he kind of really digs deep and then we get a really touching reply from uh, Dell where he says yeah. Well, I like me, you know, Aww, uh, and yeah. it's kind of like a, and there's some cheesy music in the background and you do feel a little a twinge of, oh, yeah. plus I was, uh, I, there's like some show, was it like Family Guy or something quoted that whole thing probably. Um, they, that sounds like something they would do. Yeah. Take a whole scene full of cloth and just play it back as yeah. if that's a revelation. As if that you wrote it, but it was actually from me. But it was actually from something else that was funny. Good job, <laughs> Family Guy. You did it. Um, that reminds me of a time I laughed in the past. <laughs> Um, while they finally, uh, after that little speech, uh, Neil kind of, kind of eases down and he ends up getting back in bed. And then while they're asleep. And I will say that's the most annoying that Dell ever is. Yeah. It's kind of peak, peak. Although we'll get to the most disastrous things. But that's the most that, that viscerally attacked me. Yeah. 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 The feet and the magic fingers and the beer spilling. And then, uh, while they're asleep. Uh, Zach Hansen breaks into their yeah. room. <laughs> um, yes, a, like a teen that looks like a Hansen brother a, in the a P- shaggy in Hansen, blonde. A shaggy um, blonde comes and actually Pete takes Hansen. takes all their cash from their wallets and um, and takes off. Yeah. And then um, they don't realize it until later. Um, oh, I said I have robbed by Hansen, and then I have homophobia. Is the next. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly that gay panic ensues do you want to take that the, i'll go ahead and take it as yeah. a homosexual yeah as a you, licensed homosexual is it too on the nose if you take this section you want me to take it and then you what does critique? that mean take this section do you want back to, off tj <laughs> you want to take this section and i'm pointing to my You're pointing dong at your, at your dong of course as the doctor would call it your dong um yeah well they wake up and john candy is uh, is spooning big spoon john candy yeah um, is spooning Steve Martin, and uh, they're both asleep. And John Candy absentmindedly kisses, like kisses him on the uh, ear. And- yeah, kisses Steve Martin's ear, and Steve Martin smiles. 
Yeah. And then they have... I mean, this is this is a scene I've actually seen because it's it's popped up in little montages or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Steve Martin says, "Why did you kiss my ear?" And um, John Candy says, "Why are you holding my hand?" Yeah. And Steve Martin says, "Where's your other hand?" And he says, "Between two pillows." And they both jump out of bed, and uh, they, oh, and they oh, start and talking about the Bears. Yeah, game. just get the Bears. Yeah, they're going to be a good team this year. Uh, Which is funny, but also, I mean, it's a it's yeah, a surface it. gaming homophobia. It's yeah. a, a gay panic. It's it's yeah. you're not necessarily you don't hate homophobes or homosexuals, but you don't want to be seen as a homosexual yeah. either. But it's amazing, like to see like through because. But during this whole scene, I did say several times, just because you're in a bed with someone, because they also have a little bit of gay panic when they yeah. see that there's one bed in the hotel room. Like, just because you're in a bed with someone doesn't mean you have to fuck them. I don't know if I agree with DJ, that. DJ, I hate to bring this up on the podcast, but I think you've been tricked oh, several man. times. I thought that was a rule. No, you don't have to. Are you sure? You don't have to. You've been tricked. I don't know. Just say, no, thank you. I'm going to bed. Little spoon or big spoon. Now, now spooning. If they're spooning, you definitely have to fuck, right? No, oh, you can just man. do it for warmth. I have been taking taken for a literal ride. <laughs> um, well, if you're having fun, you know, you know, it's not a problem. But if you didn't want to do it, they decide to take a, a train. Uh, they're like, "Well, we're never going to get a flight." They, vehicle, second they, vehicle. You know, called and all the flights are still canceled and they're still right. trying to to get that going and uh, it's going to be a while and they're still they only well, have not, so much they're time. They're not still canceled, but they're so backed up because they had to yeah. eighteen hours of backed up air traffic. They're yeah. going to have to. It's, it's going to take forever for them to get to their now flight. Wednesday by this point. Correct. Which, if you don't know, Abraham Lincoln set up Thanksgiving as the well. Sorry, Abraham Lincoln originally set up. Thanksgiving is the third Thursday in November. Okay. FDR made it the fourth Thursday in November. Mm-hmm. Now, and Ben Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird. Right. And he wanted Thanksgiving to and be it, the first Thursday in July. And everybody else was like, fuck it, we're eating turkeys. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had bald eagle for it? Oh, we'd all be like have to split it with the next five houses. Yeah. Because they're endangered. They're also really getting it. large. But so are turkeys. So. Ah! Yeah. That was that, a very that small was a eaglet. eagle. That's an eaglet. <laughs> eaglet. Um, they decided to take a train, and they to get to the train station, they're picked up by the hotel owner o- owner's Gus, his son, Owen, Owen uh, which is a really funny. Scene. Who's played by another character actor? I should have looked up his name, but I've seen him in other things. I know. Yeah. I, I, he played. I know um, a priest on Strangers with Candy, a priest that was in the school directing school curriculum <laughs> in a very funny episode um but he's been in a lot of things and i think yeah. you recognize him but he's much younger here it was it was funny to see him as a young man and he did um dylan baker thank you uh he was a he was into chaw yeah chewing tobacco he kind of bust, he comes up in an old beat up truck and and with his like, wife and kid, so the well, whole we, front you don't seat. see them right away. Right. Like and he um, just comes out and he's just kind of, oh. and then spitting, and then he like this is when Lauren lost. He spits and then like gets on his chin and he like wipes yeah, it he and can't then shakes spit properly, <laughs> shakes Neil's hand and then uh, 
while he's talking to them about like how far away the train is and all that, he just keeps. But he does it in such a weird, like he won't break eye contact. Yeah. And he's just like opening his mouth, almost like he's screaming, but he's not. The sound isn't coming out. He's just yeah. like. It's it was terrifying. Pretty funny, but yeah, Lauren was not <laughs> enjoying that part. And then the, she blacked out at one point. The, both of your reaction was so visceral. I missed what he said like four times. <laughs> But uh, he was talking about, okay, we're, the train was going to be a ride. And then he's like, well, my wife will get your trunk. And we see that his wife is in the uh, um, front with a baby and like another kid. And yeah, there. there was a yell, like a like So a the whole truck is already Hanukkah, occupied. Yeah. And then he makes his wife get out. He's like, get your lazy ass out here and get his trunk. Right. Um, oh, we also haven't mentioned the trunk yet. So oh, a big right. a running gag with this whole <laughs> thing is that uh, Dell has this giant trunk. Like an old timey Which trunk. we learn later why, why he's carrying around this giant trunk. Because it's his whole life. He doesn't, he doesn't Oh, is that what we learn? Yeah, that's that's the context. For Do they ever trunk. say it explicitly? No. Okay. Some of us can just figure things out. I couldn't. Damon. I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't put it together. Mm. Mm. Um. So, uh, yeah. So the, she he wants uh, his waifish wife to carry this right. big trunk, but they they get it and they get in the back of the truck and then they're on their way to the train station and uh, it's just freezing out and you see like hay just kind of flying in their <laughs> face. And then uh, Seymour goes to reach for his gloves, which are on the ground. There's a dog. Well, not in there. his gloves. Oh, they're just he gloves never on the brought, they're just random gloves. Because remember, he left his gloves in the office. That's um, a plot point at the very beginning. And yeah. Like, and I said, oh, I hope that doesn't play into it at all. Right. Um, so he sees gloves laying in the hay, and as he reaches for them, this dog just pops out of the hay. Doesn't he and have gloves at them. some point? Then? Oh. oh, well, I th- maybe later when he gets yeah. that hat and coat when they're driving down the street and they get stopped by Michael McKeon. Yeah. Thanks for spoiling it. Jeez. Sorry. I know people like to savor and be surprised when Michael McKeon appears in something, but not this time, I'm afraid. Um, they get on I the- also ruined the very Brady sequel that way. They get on the uh, train, um, and of course, the they, titular train, the t- <laughs> along with the titular plane. Uh, before that, they, when they get on the train, uh, they split up. Uh, Steve Martin's kind of like, "Well, we couldn't get seats together. What right. a bummer!" Bye. Um, but he's kind of, you know, he's got a little twinge of, "Is he going to be okay?" Um, I'll but then stand by you. He gets on the train, and things are like kind of finally. Going okay, he's on the yeah. way. He's sitting next to like He's a, very pleased to be sitting next to a girl who's like reading a magazine. Yeah, she's just not bothering him at all. Yeah. And then um of course the train breaks down. Of course. Um and they all have to uh, walk across a giant muddy field to get to the bus that's gonna take him the rest of the way, and then he sees John Candy like forlornly, like scraping his trunk across the field. Struggling with his giant so trunk. So he goes and helps him and then they get on the bus together. Um they have to take a bus to Jefferson City. Um, Capital of Missouri. Yeah, and then once they get to the bus station, because now they're they, they it'll it will only go so far, and the train was only going to go to St. Louis anyway. So that that's I think that's that's where they go. No, that's no. where the bus is going. Oh, that's the where the bus, bus is will going. only take them to St. Louis. Yeah, because that's, and and John Candy starts a sing along on the bus, and everyone's having fun, and and they're like, anyone else got a song? And and Neil uh, Steve Martin. He starts singing three coins in a fountain. And yeah. No one. In fact, there's like a very funny shot of everyone turning around to stare at him because it's such <laughs> yeah. a weird song. So John Candy sort of saves him uh, socially by singing the Flintstones, the Flintstones. theme song, yeah. and everyone joins in there. Um, they get uh, Dell starts when they get to the bus station, trying to raise money to get from St. Louis now to Chicago. Um, Dell scams people by selling them 
shower curtain rings as jewelry, and this is a uh, uh, what was it, a bracelet signed by Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, <laughs> he has all was, kinds of like really. He's he has a real, all these fake. Uh, it's uh, what was it? It was Costa Rican ivory. Yeah, we no Czechoslovakian ivory, and so he sold them that, and it's like these are very light because they're filled with helium, and so all these people start buying shower rings as jewelry or, or whatnot. We see that he actually does have some sort of skill at this, yeah. and uh, it was it was pretty good. He raises money so that they can get you know buy buy another ticket home, and then uh, they're having dinner at this diner, and then they they break up. The famous they break up again, break up scene. yeah. Um, he says that uh, Steve Martin does it under the guise of saying, you know, I'm probably holding you back, so maybe we'd be uh, quicker about it if we just, you know, part ways. Yeah. Uh, then we get, we're, we're now to the famous scene <laughs> right. where uh, Neil, Steve Martin's character, on his own, uh, rents a car, goes to rent a car, and we see him when he's already kind of gone through the process. He has keys to a car. He's getting He's hopping off, off of a bus that's dropping him off in the middle of a car lot. Yeah. And he gets to his space where the car should be, and he notices that it's empty. It's not there. And the so bus has is a, already dri- driven yeah. away, so he has to walk across the entire uh, parking lot of cars, and then across a field, and then across the entire tarmac. Yeah, he has to cross the, the, the highway and the tarmac to get back to the terminal, to get back to the rental car station, manned, or womaned, by Edie McClurg, who played, of course... Hampton's mother in Tiny Toon Adventures, <laughs> and also uh, Principal Rooney's secretary yes, in Ferris Bueller. When she Day loses off. pencils in her hair, oh, right? Um, really and this is this was probably the, f- the scene where we were laughing. The yeah, it was most. really funny because he's he's just had it at this point. Yeah, and she's he's all dirty because he's fallen over several times. Yeah, he's got his tie wrapped around his ears because his, his hat fell off and yeah. got run over. So he's just trying to keep warm. Yeah, he's just covered in mud and gunk. And he stuff. finally gets up to the desk and she's kind of on the phone. He's just like on the phone with her, someone in her family. Yeah, just kind of a personal call, personal call. And uh, she time. won't. He's just kind of seething, just waiting. And then finally, she gets off the phone and. He uh, goes into this profanity lace tirade. Uh, I just want a fucking car with four fucking wheels, uh, which is, a, I guess, a pretty famous scene. I didn't know the, about this scene. I think before it's this, sixty but. seconds long, and yeah, they you, say you know fucking eighteen times. Oh, this world that we live in. You know, if you can't, Phyllis Anthopoulos wouldn't be pleased. If you can't write a joke, that's fine. Pleased but, at all. No, it was really funny. No, uh, it was very funny. It was great. and um, Because it works perfectly because that's the only fucking in the movie. Yeah. Not that I'm a prude on the word, but I yeah. mean, it works because they hold off on it and it's just there all, constantly. You get, well, the it, it shows like an escalation. Yeah. His, like, and he's also, when, as soon as uh, the bus drove away, drove away he uh, threw his rental agreement. So the biggest right. thing is that he doesn't have that. And so she goes, oh my, after all of that. You know, fucking and fucking this and fucking that. And then he's like, what? And she's like, you're fucked. (laughs) Which is a pretty awesome uh, punchline. It's also fun. I have this uh, pleasure when I hear people, either because they're on like a network show or something like that, um, when when I hear them say the F word. Yeah. I'm just so pleased. Right. Like, for example, Alton Brown was on the Nerdist podcast, and <laughs> someone was teasing him because he has so many screens on the in the Iron Chef right. uh, arena, and he says, well, how many fucking screens do you have? <laughs> to like, put them in their place, and I was like, I'm so pleased. I heard Alton Brown say fucking. Uh, and so it's nice to hear Edie McClurg say fucking, yeah. or say you're fucked. Yeah, that was cool. 
Um, so he can't get his rental car back. And so he, right. um, and I guess he doesn't have the money to, well, he goes to, uh, goes you know, to the taxi stand taxi, over yeah. at the, the terminal yeah. and I know the guy's like, where are you going, buddy? Another car at that point. I, yeah, I know. And I feel like, wouldn't he have also seen her earlier right. when he was renting the car? Yeah. I don't know. Even for the eighties, I was like, surely there's some evidence that he just rented a car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he goes to the taxi station and the guy's like, where are you going, bud? And he's like, Chicago. And he's like, Chicago, you're in St. Louis. And then he's like, yeah, I fucking know. Well, he didn't say fucking, as I just said, <laughs> all the fuckings are in that previous scene. Anyway, he pisses off the guy at the thing. The he guy punches, punches him. him in the face, knocks him into the street where he almost gets run over by a car, which is driven by Del Griffith, Del played by Griffith. John Candy. Who, uh, you know, then they're in the car together. Now they're in this uh, rental car together. Now we're in an automobile. Automobile of the title, the titular automobiles. Now this is the part where I think Dell gets, he is dangerously annoying. Cause like, yeah, I guess so. But it's not as annoying to me viscerally it's as a little, the foot shit. It's funnier to me. You know what? If you want to really drive nice. me into two trucks coming at us, fine. Keep your fucking shoes Just on. Don't rent your socks in the sink. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Dell is driving. Well, before he's driving, uh, Neil's driving, and Dell is just like messing with the seat and breaks it at some point. He's like right. going up and down with the motorized seat. And, uh, and uh, Neil says, Don't stop doing that. You're going to break, break it. it. And then we switch to Neil's in the passenger seat, and of course it's broken. And uh, we see uh, Dell just recklessly <laughs> driving. Uh, Neil's trying to sleep, and Dell is like, he's actually very funnily singing uh, Mess Around by Ray Charles and like right. air piano and smoking. And then yeah. he tries to put and playing his, saxophone doing this air yeah. saxophone during the solo. He tries to put his uh, cigarette out the window, but it actually goes in the back seat. Yeah. And we know that's going to come into play later, but it takes a while. It is a nice little Chekhov's gun. I had to appreciate this yeah. whole scene um, because you see, I mean, the scene basically tells you like, this is going to come into play later. Cause you right. see the shot of the cigarette landing in the back yeah. seat and landing into, in it's not the subtle, but things. it is, it is funny right. how long and, it's delayed. Right. It's funny how long they keep that in their back pocket because immediately John Candy's like, Ooh, it's getting hot. It's getting in hot. Here. So he tries to take off his, his jacket, <laughs> but on one's arm, he gets it caught on one part of the seat and he gets his hand stuck. So he risks it with the other arm and tries to take his other arm out of the jacket and gets the other arm caught on another thing <laughs> on the seat. And so basically his arms are trapped while he's driving. Yeah. And then he's trying to drive with his crotch and knees. And eventually... Uh, they spin out. They, they like- spin out of control in an exit off-ramp, and uh, which wakes up finally Steve Martin, who's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh... I almost hit a deer. almost hit a deer. <laughs> And then, so he gets back. Still, cigarette. We know it's back there, but nothing going on. And in fact, I had to remind myself why we were trying to take the jacket off in the first place. (laughs) Right. And so, yeah. He gets back on the highway, but he's going the wrong way. He goes back up the off-ramp that he was trying to get off. So now we see that he's gone the wrong way. And to the movie's credit, it doesn't really, unless you're just really paying attention. I mean, not really paying attention, but if you're not paying attention to the background... You wouldn't notice that he's going the wrong way. Well, because it's not clear that it's a split highway. Like, it doesn't make a big show of the fact yeah. that it's like he's going up the exit ramp that yeah. he just got yeah. off on. 
You can catch it. I mean, I saw that he was going. To, I I knew he was going the wrong way, but I right. didn't know he was going on wrong way on a one way street. So uh, these two semis come at some point, after- and it's a great shot. You just see the crest of the hill, and you yeah. see sort of a light emanating from the other side of the hill, and you just see these two giant fucking semis coming yeah. up, and they squeeze between them, and they're like. Scraping well, it still both takes sides. a long. Well, it still yeah, it takes does. a while because you see those semis, and then you just see them driving. Yeah, and then a car on the other side of the highway is going scre- the same direction, honking at them, and yeah. John Candy interprets it as them wanting to race them. Yeah, and uh, they eventually got Steve Martin to roll down his window. And I mean, there's a lot of tension, but eventually, like you're going the wrong way, and Steve Martin, who's still kind of groggy from sleep, is like, "How the hell would they know where we're going?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and eventually, uh, Steve Martin notices the median and realizes we're going the wrong way on the highway. Right. And then and, the semis are And right then there. they see the semis, yeah. and they their rental goes right between them, knocking the, the rear view mirrors off, scraping the sides of they, the they thing. They both turn to skeletons right. very There's briefly. There's a brief shot of them both the There's a brief shot of Dell as the devil, like, <laughs> ah. It was the most surreal part of the whole thing, and it was really funny because... It was the same as like the the fuck the fucking scene the like, right. like the rental car because they never do that anywhere else in the movie that it's like what it's very <laughs> it's funny, really funny though because you do finally see Dell through well not finally but I mean it's just a very funny like yeah underscoring like how much Dell is just fucking over his life in a yeah. way so they they spin out they recover and then like the uh, um, the car is just kind of parked on the road and then. Uh, like, right. Well, their trunk, which is strapped to the back, out. flipped yeah. out and came off. So they go to retrieve it off the highway. They put it down on the media and they sitting. sit down on it with their backs facing the road. And then you finally hear it. Yeah. And the car. And they both turn around one at one, uh, one at a time. And they sort of have blank expressions on their faces. And then they start to laugh. And then they sort of realize that was the time they realized the diner club card mix up. Right. Well, and that, and that, well, John Candy yeah. admits that there was a mix up. He recognized it and put the card back in Steve Martin's wallet, which is in which the earlier Steve Martin said. And of course, in a very like wink, wink way, yeah. the movie was like, uh, well, Steve Martin says, I'm going to put this in the glove compartment. Don't let me forget it. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's fucked for the wallet. <laughs> um, so they make it back to a uh, the car actually still works sort of so they're right. they in get, the I guess smoldering this, this, car yeah. they get back to a uh, they rent a hotel room anything that's not metal has yeah. burned away um, uh, Neil rents a hotel room with $17 in his watch right and then uh, John Candy uh, Dell tries to do the same thing but he doesn't have the money or the watch so, or the nice watch so he's just sleeping. from the lawyer in uh, Jurassic Park yeah Gennaro yep so it looks like he made a pretty nice for himself. He got his yeah. law degree. Yeah. Started representing corporations and investors. Just for the InGen Corporation. Six years later. Good job, buddy. Good job, buddy. So they, uh, <laughs> Dell decides to sleep in the car, such as it is. Right. And, and so he's, he's talking, we should mention, I don't think we've mentioned yeah. her at this point. He talks to his, his, his wife. Well, he doesn't talk to his wife, but he says, well, Marie, you were right. I'm the 
sorry a sack of shit i don't know what he actually <laughs> says but he he pulls out his wife's photograph earlier in the in the first hotel that he and steve martin share and he puts it on his bedside table where i remark that it's an odd cliche from movies that people bring their spouses picture with them everywhere <laughs> they go it plays into the story this later. One, this one actually makes this sense. This one actually <laughs> might actually work out. But that is a weird cliche from movies that, yeah. that I feel like people bring their spouses or girlfriends or wives pictures with them they travel. Um, <laughs> I know what my boyfriend looks like. I don't need to bring his picture everywhere. Um, uh, so, they, they, so yeah, he, he talks to his wife while he's sitting in the car and eventually Steve Martin invites him in, you know, yeah. looks out the window and I scream from the couch, can't you two see that you're in love with each other? Just don't fight it anymore. Um, so he invites him in and they get drunk on uh, the mini bar. Uh, let's get drunk Which was a ch- very charming scene. It was actually the, the kind of the first time you see them like actually being... Getting along. Getting and, along. And, and, and they're laughing and making jokes and... Um, and then on their way out the next morning, uh, Dell uh, is trying to get um, Neil to help him help push the car out, and they're getting they're stuck in the snow. And and then uh, Dell puts it in reverse to kind of rock it back and forth. And instead, of course, plows into the hotel room, and right. they just go away. They just they're drive just like, away. Fuck it. Which is this is funny. too much. Um, and of course, they're zipping down the highway. And they don't they have no idea how fast they're going because the gauge is melted. The speedometer has melted. And uh they get pulled over by Michael McKeon, famous. In an oddly patrol, specific role. Patrolman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they impound the car because it's clearly unsafe for the road. I'm kinda with the police officer yeah, on this. Gotta side with him on that one. But um when they get out they um Dell gets them a, a hitches them a ride on a semi truck that's headed to Chicago. And of course they can't get in the ca- cab, so they have to uh, right. Stay in the back with the cheese, right? And it's freezing. But uh, the next scene, I mean, you see them on the the L train Chicago. stand yeah. station waiting. So you can take they a train. So you can take a short train ride home. They say their goodbyes. But as uh, Neil is on the train, he thinks back about all the things that uh, Dell alluded to, and he's like, "Well, he thinks what, what's funny is he thinks about like cliched Thanksgiving." things like yeah. he thinks about a pie coming out of the oven yeah and a turkey being basted but then he thinks about specific things that he and dell got into while they were on their adventure um and uh so i guess he gets off of the next stop and goes and backtracks mm-hmm. and he sees dell at the station and he says dell what are you doing here yeah and then he, we learn that dell's wife has actually been dead for eight years and he's not living anywhere he's living he's out of technically his homeless yeah yeah so of course Neil invites him to Thanksgiving, and they both come home to the Home Alone house where they live, where Steve Martin lives, and where Steve Martin, the actor, lives, (laughs) on the lot in (laughs) Paramount Pictures. Um, And, of course, happy ending. He's, I guess, going to live with them? I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know what... They're lovers. There's a thruple thing going on. I'm not sure. At least he gets to spend Thanksgiving with... I will say, like, I like the idea of this last scene, but it was a weird... It was weirdly handled because it was was. awfully touching. But the last shot is just John Candy watching Steve Martin embrace his his wife. wife. Yeah. Which was was odd. It was a weird... I think we can all agree that's odd. Yeah. The the thought of it was good, and the, the... Conclusion of it was good, but like yeah. just the way they shot it. I wouldn't even have a problem with it if it just wasn't the last shot of the movie. Yeah. If, even if they had just panned back to the, Steve Martin embracing his wife. Them like eating at, a, at Thanksgiving sure. or something. And yeah. literally, <laughs> even if they had just sh- cut to a shot of the exterior of the house. The dog just barking. 
Even oh, if they that. just shot, cut to a shot from Terms from Endearment. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anything else. It was now, just such a weird thing. Right before the credits, they showed Ferris Bueller's Day Off in its entirety. It's really weird. <laughs> And here's what's coming next from John Hughes, a movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So that was that was planes, essentially it. Trains and automobiles. What'd you think? Uh, I think it's fairly obvious since I started laughing during the middle of your summary of the movie <laughs> that it was very good. Um, I, I thought it was very funny. Uh, there were several scenes where I laughed. The fucking scene was fucking yeah. funny. Not fucking. the not when they were fucking right. Which that was extras, which was good. That wasn't funny hot. at all. It was surprisingly hot, hot. and. I will say this, John Candy, surprisingly limber. Lithe. He's lithe. a lot more lithe than you'd think. Like a Romanian gymnast. gymnast. <laughs> I was wondering what noun you were going to go with there. Um, like a Romanian lion tamer. <laughs> like a Romanian meatpacking worker. Oddly enough, I don't know. stilt walker. I don't know why they're so lithe, but they are. They just are. A lot um, of packing. Yeah, uh, it was a very funny film. Uh, I think my only, like, criticisms would be that last shot, of course. And I think, and maybe this is just, this is just a very slight criticism, is that I feel like at the beginning they could have played up how fastidious Steve Martin was. I feel like in the middle I got a lot of him being, you know, he likes things a certain way. But at the beginning he didn't seem that, you know, he just seemed like he was in a hurry or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I feel like they could have played that up. But I mean, that's a minor. Yeah. Very minor. That's just me you know, well, he's, looking for things. He's supposed to... I mean, he came off more as, like, kind of normal, which is, like... Yeah. I, or maybe I related to him, because I'm more, definitely more like him in my mind than than John Candy. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, but I liked this. It made me laugh, but I totally get why I didn't like <sighs> it. Because feet. Feet, man. And feet! The thing, the thing with my... Uh, my uh, anti-foot feelings it's not a phobia i'm not scared of them but i'm not into them but it no definitely scared of them that's what people who like feet like to throw at us yeah but you're fucking weird that's your problem but i i was a lot worse when i was younger like i quit oh, really? i would quit karate when i was six because the instructor had dirty feet ew what do you mean dirty feet well because you know, just band-aids and, hanging off well of no in karate you just like because you're on that mat. Yeah, you just, you don't have shoes on. You you are in bare feet. It's kind of grossing me out right now just thinking about it. Um, <gasps> you just have bare feet. And, he, you know, he's uh, we probably the third class he taught or whatever. And his so, foot is coming up at your face. Yeah. And it was just, I was like, I cannot do this. And that was actually the main reason. Um, you know, karate is, of course, uh, Chinese for stinky feet. It's true. And so, <laughs> I, it, because that aversion was even stronger then than it is now, uh, I can see why I just probably couldn't make it past that. Not necessarily that point in the movie, but just like right. I probably didn't even want to like engage with the rest of the movie at that point. I feel like I would actually rather deal with a barefoot than a sock. Yeah. The sock that someone's been wearing. Because at least that's pulling the nastiness away from the foot. Do I have to choose? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh so I, I will admit that's funny. Like it is funny, but sure. and it does yeah. set it sets the whole thing up. So I'm not saying it's a bad choice. Like, but it, due to my weird shit, like <laughs> like I can see why I didn't right get and, into the movie. And I think these are two good comedic actors who are yeah both skilled at sort of playing these characters. I mean, I don't yeah. think that Steve Martin is falling into a type, but he. Well, I guess actually... He's the more the high-strung... Yeah, like, he can yeah. sort of... Pl- it's funny that he does play these high-strung characters. I feel like this is the beginning of 
his high-strung characters, because after this we get Father of the Bride in the early 90s, yeah. where he plays another high-strung character. And I feel like, and then, of course, Dirty by the Dozen, not the actual name of the movie, <laughs> Cheaper by the Dozen, where he, again, is a father of 12 kids. Why? Yeah. Why would you have 12 kids? Um, Religion. Mormons. Yeah. They're all Catholics. Um, Mormons, they're all Catholics. You know what I mean. <laughs> Am I right, Catholicism? Uh but he has that sort of straight-laced face. Right. It's funny that I, I was only commenting straight-laced face. <laughs> uh, that Steve Martin of all people, arrow through his head, wild and crazy guy, yeah. King Tut would be playing the straight-laced one. Yeah. Um, but John Candy also has a very uh, good way of playing a good-natured, annoying person. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he sort of plays a very similar character, though not to this extreme, in Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, he plays it in Uncle Buck again. Right. Like a sort of a good natured, but kind What's of like Crumb, annoying. Like yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, he's good at playing those characters. Another thing I did like about this is that they don't play his weight for yeah. a joke. Not really. You know. And I feel like that's kind of true with all of John Candy's characters. Yeah. Like his, his, his being larger was never the punchline. Yeah. And maybe it kind of was subconsciously in that he plays a disgusting character and he's right. a larger guy. But... I don't feel like it was played to the point where I'm like, oh, of course, he's so fat. Like, right. They don't really talk disgusting. about eating too much or like, you know, he does leave like candy wrappers everywhere, but like that's part of the whole just slovenly He's just thing. slovenly. Yeah. 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 Um, I liked it. It was very good. Yeah. I, because of the, the sort of visceral grossness of that first part of it. I can't say my inner child was an idiot because I felt sort of some of the same things. Where, but like, what about other people's, wait. No, your inner child was. I would say people who like this movie. Yeah, their inner child is not an idiot. Right. Yeah. Verdict. You're all right. Go you're see it. All right. It's a, it's a good thing to watch. Like I, I like the idea of this being. Uh, I don't think I, no, I'm necessarily going to embrace it just because Thanksgiving revolves so much around food and that right. doesn't combine well with the feet scenes. But um, <gasps> but uh, I like the idea of this being a tradition where you watch it on Thanksgiving. I think that's it's a good movie. It's good. Yeah. It would it would bear it's better you know, than football repeated viewings. It's better than football. I'm just going to pretend you didn't say it's that. It's better than foot. Ball. Now you now you made me think of feet again. Thanks. But what do you think, listeners? Uh, email us your inner child is an idiot gmail dot com. You can find our website your inner child is an idiot dot tumblr dot com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for your inner child is an idiot. Uh, we're on Instagram Instagram slash your inner child is an idiot. Uh, yeah. We're on Twitter at y i c i a i, which stands for your inner child. <laughs> you can find Damon on Twitter at Damon Zanthop x a n t h. Uh, wait. Did I do that right? Do you, Damon, Damon Zanth. Damon Zanth. Okay, yeah. X-A-N-T-H. I think I almost gave away your email address. <laughs> Don't give away my email um, address. It's too hot for you <laughs> at, at Lycos.com. <laughs> Dogpile.net. Um, it's footfetishist81 <laughs> at hotmail.net. I'm on Twitter at DJ Phillips. Uh, you can find my website, djphillips.com. You can find Drew, Drewford Comic. Dot com is uh, Damon's is awesome not being updated comic. recently, but you can find it there. You just, you just finished a storyline. I read it. It was good. No, I didn't finish a storyline. I'm in the middle of a storyline that's not finished oh. yet. Ooh, it seemed finished. <laughs> <laughs>
They all died. What? How could yeah, you come back? From I know. That? Well, you'll be surprised. You got to tune in whenever I draw another one. Do we have any other things that I forgot about? Uh, Damon usually uh, does a drawing. Uh, usually, I don't know is the right word, but occasionally we'll do a drawing for us. Uh, you've been doing it pretty regularly for yeah. uh, the uh, uh, I'll episodes. I'll do one for this one. So Mark out, my words. Check out our Instagram for that. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. Uh, we're going to do some more holiday stuff coming up. So um, we're going to do some Christmas oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, some so Christ- Christmas. Keep the Christ in Christmas. Yeah, we will We will not be telling you happy holidays. We no. will be. Merry Christmas. You hear that, Muhammad? You hear that, Eli? Merry Christmas. Eli's like, what did I do? Jesus, what's <laughs> this? No, Jesus, what is this? No, seriously. Um, I'm a Jew for Jesus. What's the problem? Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.